Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jamie Baines. Today's guest is Charlottesville author and screenwriter Michael Cordell. I was on Michael's email list and he asked me to review a newly released novel he wrote, R Trespasses. It sounded like an interesting read, so I checked it out on Amazon. Then I got the idea to email him back and see if he was interested in doing a podcast. He said he was, and here he is. Take a listen to our interview and let me know what you think. And welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is author Michael Cordell. How are you, Michael? I'm good, thanks, Jamie. Good. Hey, can you give us a little background? Um, and I know you've got how many books do you have out? Is it two or more? I have two out now. Okay. And what's some of your background? You live in Charlottesville, is that correct? Yes, I've lived here for about 35, 36 years. I'm originally from Nebraska, uh, but I've I've been here long enough now. I almost consider myself a Virginian. <laughs> nice. And how did you start writing? Is that your um, uh, is that based on your past career or what? How'd that get going? Yeah. Well, no. I um. I mean, I, like a lot of writers, I think I started probably when I was in fourth grade. I <laughs> I wrote a poem against pollution that my teacher liked and read it out loud, and I think from then on I was kind of hooked. Uh, I went to undergraduate school in in journalism and film, and uh, was I wrote a play that was put on some different uh, local theaters, and it was kind of cool seeing people on a stage saying things I had written. I bet, I and bet I, it was, and. And I thought, well, I should. I was either going to go get a, a master's degree in playwriting or in healthcare administration. Uh, and I decided I wanted to eat, so I went into the business <laughs> side. Uh, but but I kept writing, and so once once I and then I, that's uh, the healthcare is what brought me to Charlottesville. And uh, I decided to start writing screenplays because I really liked movies. So probably for about twenty years or so, I wrote movies. And I had sold three, and one got made into a really bad movie with Harvey Keitel. But that's 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 where my true love was for for the longest time. And then I kind of got burned out from that, and thought, you know, I want to try writing a novel. So that that's kind of my transition to novel writing. And what is the um what do you, what is the difference between writing a play or writing a movie script and writing a novel? Because I think there 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 are pretty big differences between those, aren't there? Yeah, I, the thing I liked about it, because when I, when I was writing a screenplay and I decided to write a novel, I thought I need to learn more about how to write a novel. And the thing that, that I really enjoyed was seeing the similarities, you know, the, the elements of a story. What makes a strong screenplay story is the same that makes a strong novel story. You care about the protagonist. There's conflicts. There's obstacles. So those are kind of universal. But a screenplay, there's really it's an economy of language basically if you have a sentence that has 10 words in it and you can get it to six then that's great because you're trying to describe something or explain something in very 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 few words so the biggest challenge for me when i started writing a novel was all of my paragraphs were like you know a page and a half because i just wasn't <laughs> used to I wasn't used to explaining what something, you know, the kitchen in, in a screenplay, just say interior kitchen. Uh -huh. And in a novel, you can talk about the color of the wall and the tile and the smell and all this stuff. So that was that was probably the biggest adjustment was just having a, a, a wider canvas to work in. And also in a, in a novel, the thing I loved, which made it so much easier for me was you can you can say what somebody's thinking. You can say what somebody's feeling. 
in a screenplay, you have to be able to show it on the screen. So you can't just say this person is thinking that because the audience isn't going to know it. So that kind of made it more flexible for me as well. Did you have to take a class to write screenplays? Because I, I can't, I can't even imagine getting in that mindset because, like you said, it's a different mindset of writing a screenplay. Did you have to study it and learn how to do that, or did that come naturally for you? It, it came pretty naturally to me. I think, uh, you know, when you talk about advice for people that are writing, I, I teach a screenwriting class from time to time here in Charlottesville as well, and I, I, I it, it's great to watch movies and kind of analyze them, mm-hmm. but it really helps to 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 print off a screenplay or to read it. Uh, because the, you, you get a better sense of the formatting and you get a sense of how many words are used. Uh, but I think reading scripts was probably the biggest class for me to help me figure out how to do it. And then how did you go about getting your screenplay sold? Because I'm sure, that, did you have to get an agent or did you just throw them out there? Or what process did you use? Yeah, I started by finding an agent. So I, And I kind of I kind of worked my way up the, the agent food chain where I started with a kind of a small agency in Pittsburgh. And then I had a pretty good agent in, well, very good agent in New York City, and then kind of a, one of the big agencies in LA. So I kind of worked my way up to that. Uh, and as I'd go out to LA about once or twice a year and meet with studios and producers. And uh, it was it was, it was was a lot of fun. And I felt like kind of had an advantage. A lot of people think, well, you have to live in LA to to sell a screenplay. But mm-hmm. I think my advantage of being out here in Charlottesville was I wasn't caught up in in the industry of, of hearing, oh, this is what's hot and this is the trend and this is what you need to write this sort of story. Instead, I just wrote what I was interested in seeing. Uh, and I think that helped me put out something that maybe wasn't the same as what everyone over at, you know, in L.A. was doing. And did they change your screenplays at all after they were after they bought them? Did they allow you to make changes to them? How does that work? It was so. So I sold three. They just they ended up making one. So that one got changed dramatically. There was a there was an actress named Joy Lauren Adams who I liked very much. She's in a bunch of small independent movies, and she actually called me. No, I mean nobody like that ever calls me. And she said, "Can I can can I talk? To you? I just signed up to do your movie. Can I talk to you about it?" Well, well of course you can. I I love you. So she was she she was she was saying, "Well, can can you can you tell me how my my character knew that the protagonist was going to be in India?" And I said, well, I wrote the movie and I didn't know he was going to be in India. <laughs> so that's how I found out they had set the movie in India and, and they had taken some characters out. So it was it was a confusing conversation with her because she knew a lot more about the new story than I did. And is that I mean, does that did that offend you that they did that or is that something that you kind of expected that they would do? Oh, no, that's that's Hollywood. I mean, they'll they'll on, on the plus side. They will give you a whole bunch of money for your screenplay sometimes. And uh-huh. then on the downside, they will take it and just hammer it to death. And <laughs> I remember they they sent me a copy of the of the DVD when it <clears throat> you know when it was done and I watched it and I I turned to the person I was watching it with and I, I said, I'm I'm very happy because it's just bad. And I thought it was just gonna be so awful I'd want to throw myself out of the window. <laughs> Instead, it was just bad and that kind of pleased me and i thought well that kind of sums up hollywood pretty much for you <laughs> and was it i guess surreal seeing your name on the uh, on an actual movie that got produced 
yes, it was it was great. And and to see and and when Harvey Keitel said some things I had written, it was just <laughs> like I can't believe he's saying lines I had written. Now he also said lines the other person wrote and. And so I always want to, if anyone's going to watch the movie, I kind of want to be in the room with them to say, okay, I didn't write that part. That part's kind of dumb. So. <laughs> you got to give them a primer as they watch it to check what you wrote yeah, and what exactly. you didn't write. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the ego of a writer. You know. <laughs> and then you transferred over to novels. And your first novel, I was looking, did really well on Amazon, correct? Yeah, it, it's, it's surprisingly well. I thought... Uh, I read somewhere where the first average first novel sells about 250 copies. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I want to shoot for 251, but it's now <laughs> over like, it's now over like 2,300 reviews on Amazon. So it, yes. it has far exceeded my expectations. And did you, what did you do to promote it? Did you do anything on your end or did you let Amazon do it? Or how did that work for your promotion? Well, your I, it, uh, I have a, a mailing list of pretty much anyone who's had the misfortune of crossing paths with me. If I have their email address, they're probably <laughs> on my mailing list. So I, I did send it out to them, but it was, uh, I work with a small publisher, TCK publishing. And I think they did, they did a lot of stuff. They would send it out to, to bloggers and, and review sites. And, and a lot of people reviewed it. And, and I think that had to help. They sent out a number of advanced copies to readers to try to get some, reviews early on and mm -hmm. so i think i think they did a lot of things to to kind of help get the word out there and can you give us a synopsis of your first book just generally what's it about yeah it's 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 about a lawyer who spent five years on death row for a murder he didn't commit and he gets himself released on kind of a technicality so society doesn't view him as a man who was wronged but more like a killer who got himself sprung mm -hmm. and so the story is kind of him trying to readjust being back out of prison and being back with his wife and trying to deal with all the outrage from society and he ends up taking on a case of someone he knew in prison and going up against the same district attorney who put him away five years ago so it's kind of his his struggle and adjustment but the, the case that he is trying against the same DA starts to have similarities with his original case. And then how did you go about researching that book? Like, did you talk to DAs uh, and defense attorneys and visits to prisons and that kind of stuff? Because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, try have the, the, the genesis of a story in their head, but they don't know, really know how to move forward with it and what they need to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a good role model in that I'm, I'm very lazy. So I, 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 I very I really, honest, and I, I really did not honest. do much research at all. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't go to a prison. I didn't talk to a lawyer. I, uh, it was, uh, yeah, no. I just kind of make stuff up, yeah, <laughs> which maybe is, isn't the best way. Although I will say it, I, and it actually got reviewed in like a, a Pennsylvania bar association has a magazine, and they did a book review on it. And did and they I like had, it? Yeah, they liked it, and I had a, a retired judge just recently who's out in L.A., where the where the story is set in L.A., and he wrote me and said he really liked it. Uh, so that was that was nice. But I also had a review on Amazon, one of my favorite reviews. The uh, the guy, I, I think, must have been a lawyer, and he said, if the author was a lawyer, he should be disbarred for being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wrote him back. I said, well, I'm not a lawyer, but I am an idiot, so you can, you can have half – Half credit on that. And did he reply back to you when you said that? No, I never heard back. From never. Him on that. <laughs> well, and I also heard. I also heard from a guy who worked in a prison who said he felt like I, I had nailed that, and I actually know somebody who had spent some time in prison, and he reached out to me and 
and said it seemed very real. So all that was very gratifying. Absolutely. So I guess, so I guess my, 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 I guess the moral for all budding writers is don't, don't make an effort. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just go with, just, with what's in your just mind. Just be lazy. And, <laughs> well, do yeah. the, um, do you read all of your reviews? Do you read the the one stars? If you have any, up two, three, like that, or how do you? Yeah. What's your view on reviews? I I I read them, and I've been I've been up, I've been fortunate because I think right now the the overall rating is like four and a half stars, mm-hmm. which is more than I I would have expected, and so I I take the bad as well as the good. Sometimes I wish people would elaborate a little bit more. I find that a lot of times when someone gives you one or two stars, sometimes there's not explanation about it. It's mm-hmm. just, they give the one star and I would like to hear a little bit more about it, but I, I don't know. You know, it's like you can have eight really positive reviews and one bad review. And I think the bad review sticks with me a little <laughs> bit longer than the right. eight positive. <laughs> right. uh, but I, I, again, I just look at overall, it's done very well. So I don't want to get greedy by saying, well, why is there a bad review here? Do they and do they matter to you? Do any of the bad reviews that you read was that cause you to change something in another novel, or or no? Do you just kind of take it in and say okay? Because are, are they criticizing your writing style or just the story or just because a lot of Amazon reviewers are kind of nuts anyway? Yeah, I think uh, you know there was a couple there. So with my with my first novel, with Contempt, the legal thriller. Uh, there was somebody that wrote, you know, uh, she is a very, very positive review. I think four or five stars. But she said what bothered her was that the, the two African-American characters in my book were both convicts. And I thought, well, that's that's a good point. And, and I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so in the, in the sequel, because I'm working on a sequel now to Contempt, I, I'm, I'm trying to do different with that. But. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about the whole with my screenplay, for instance. I just I never identified the race mm-hmm. unless it was relevant to the story. If it's integral to the story, I would say they're white, they're African-American, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I'm kind of rethinking that a little bit with with my with my sequel. Do you feel it's necessary to give the race of your characters? Um, no, again, not. Again, the philosophy used to be again if 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 it, if it was important to the story, if it needed right. to be a certain race. I agree with you. Um, yes. uh, and so I just I didn't with with this one. I just I I need to make sure I'd like to show a a, a range of not just having you know the only African American characters being convicts. Right. But I had I I had a detective in the first novel, and I didn't say what race he was. And in the sequel, we find out well he is African American. So I'm I'm hoping people kind of realize. Well, don't just assume if you don't say <clears throat> that that must go. be they're white because I think that's that's a, that's a problem. I think you're right. I agree with you 100. percent Now your um the the book the most recent book is is that a kind of supernatural book or what is what is that one called yeah. and what is uh, what's going on with that one? It's uh, called Our Trespasses, uh, kind of from the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses. And it's a uh, yeah, it's kind of a paranormal thriller. It's uh, about identical twins who share a, a strong psychic connection that enables them to feel each other's strong emotions, things like pain, fear, excitement, things like that. Mm-hmm. And in their late twenties, one of the brothers is murdered, and the surviving twin realizes that the connection is still intact and that his brother is in hell. Mm. So wow. that's kind of the the premise of that. No need to ask you. 
did you talk to any twins or are you just going going on your own again I just, I just making it up. Yeah. Make it, never, just, never, never didn't talk to anyone who's been in hell. Didn't, <laughs> didn't do any research. You know? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it a different, again, a different mindset writing a, a kind of more supernatural one than a more standard one? Is it more fun for you or, or is the idea came to you and you decided to roll with it? Uh, the, that, that the idea came to me. Actually, I had written, kind of a, the general same concept as a screenplay years earlier, but it was a comedy mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't, it just, it was kind of an over the top comedy. And I sent it to Hollywood. I remember a couple of readers kind of responded and said, this is a little dark. And so that kind of came back to me later and I thought I should write this as a novel and truly make it kind of a dark, you know, scary book. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. Both are fun to me. I, I tend to I tend to gravitate toward very high concept stories. And so if, if the plot interests me, then whatever the plot is, paranormal or legal thriller, then then I'm engaged in it. And how long generally does it take you to well, how long would it take you to write a screenplay? And then how long did it take you to write these um these past two novels? Well, that that's a good question. That kind of goes back to me being lazy. So when I when I worked full time, there could be months when I wouldn't be working on it. So it was kind of a hard gauge. I I left my job a couple of years ago, actually right before COVID, like the February of 2020, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to try to write full time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding now I'm thinking it's going to take probably a year or so for me to write a novel, and it would probably take me six or eight months of just six months maybe of working on a screenplay using the hours that I'm working now. And do you sit down and do you find yourself, like if you're writing a novel and or a screenplay, <clears throat> you'll go full bore for a while and then kind of stop and take a break? Or are you more, you know, hair and turtle? You haul butt or you kind of do it an hour at a time, 20 minutes at a time? Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, for the last, last year, year and a half, I kind of set up a time from, from nine in the morning till 1130 or 12 uh, on weekdays. And, and I don't always do that, but I'm trying to treat it like just a regular job. And so I try to be at my computer at, at 830 or nine and knock off at about 1130 or 12. Uh, and sometimes I'll work on the afternoon as well. But at a minimum, I try to use my mornings to write. And again, just treat it like a job. It works better for me to do it that way. And do you outline your story ahead of time or do you kind of flow as you go? No, I'm very much a, an outliner. I I have I have everything sketched out in advance, and 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 I know there's you know writers do it different different ways, and there's no one right way. I, I always hear people say, well, if you plan it out, then you you won't be surprised. You know, when you just sit down and see where the story takes you, you you'll go and you'll be surprised. But I just I just find the surprises come during my outline. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, when the 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 a movie the first movie i sold it was it was originally or the movie that got made it was originally uh, a comedy and and by the time i got done writing the screenplay it was actually a drama where a child had been kidnapped Goodness well the story gracious. took a dramatic turn <laughs> yes, i know it, it was it was a dramatic turn and it surprised me where it went but so i still experienced the surprise of the story going in an unexpected direction it just happens for me during the outline phase who are some of your favorite authors? Did anybody actively influence you, or did you just, or do you just have authors you like to read? 
you know, I think I think from the from the mystery genre, and I, and I don't read a lot of legal thrillers or paranormal thrillers, but Dennis Lehane, I like him very much. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 I could if I could write like him, I would be good. Uh, Amar Tolls, you know, who wrote A Gentleman in Moscow and Rules of Civility. I love his writing. Peter Heller, Dog Stars. There's there's a lot. I, I read a lot, and there's just a lot of good books out there. What kind of wrapping it up, what would your advice be to somebody who either wants to start writing screenplays or begin writing a novel, might be frustrated with it? Um, <clears throat> what resources would you give them, or what advice would you give them to kind of push forward? Well, I think... You know, and this would apply to novels, but also for me with screenwriting. When I teach my class, I tell people that I think one reason I had a small degree of success was I just outlasted other people. So I think I think a lot of people will write a screenplay or write a novel, and maybe it doesn't do very well or doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. and they get discouraged and they quit. But I just I was in it for the long run, and I spent six or seven years before I sold my first screenplay. And I don't know what it is about writing. You know, I don't know that painters expect their first painting to go in a museum or songwriters expect their first song to be on a big album. But writers, for some reason, if their first writing doesn't go anywhere, I think they kind of give up. And so my one advice would be to to not give up, but also to write what interests you. Write write what you really want to read. There's a the the new fiction editor at the the New Yorker, uh, a woman named Emma Allen. She she she's the cartoon editor, and her advice to cartoonists was: don't send me a cartoon that you think the New Yorker will find funny. Send me a cartoon that you think is funny. And I thought that was a good a good lesson for writers too. Don't don't write because you think oh this is what's hot in the market or this is what a publisher is going to like. Write what you want to write. And chances are then that's going to come through in the writing, and I, and I think they'll do much better. Well said. Well said. Where, where can people find your books? <clears throat> um, and I know they're on Amazon. And do you have a sure. website as well? I do, michaeljcordell.com. Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's, there's a lot of content in the website, <laughs> but, but, but it's there. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, Barnes & Noble and Target and Walmart, and it's, it's in a lot of different different uh on sites well we wish you the best of luck i hope you can come back and talk to us again sure that'd be great i appreciate it all right michael thanks a lot you take care all right bye-bye bye that's it guys what'd you think michael cracked me up when he mentioned that even though he didn't talk to any lawyers criminals or visit any prisons while writing his first novel which by the way was about a lawyer who was falsely accused and imprisoned a Law Review Journal gave the novel a fantastic review. Michael is humble, funny, self-deprecating, and a fantastic author. I also appreciated his message of how he became a successful writer because he outlasted other writers who may have given up after writing their first book simply because it wasn't an automatic bestseller. I think that advice of stick can be applied to all other aspects of life. Make sure you check out Michael's books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Target. Take care of one another, and thanks for listening.